Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. It's been a weird day for me over here. It's 7.30 right now, 7.30 p.m. as I record this, and I'm waiting for my friend Liz from That Paleo Girl. I'm sure you know if you've listened to this podcast. My friend Liz is coming to visit me for the weekend, and poor thing, her her flight was supposed to land at 10.30 in the morning in San Diego, and it just kept getting delayed, and now she's landing at 11.30 p.m. tonight, so she's been traveling all day, and God only knows, I think she woke up at 3 a.m., and I've just had a very strange day in general because I wasn't planning on working, but then I had time to, so I'm just fitting in a podcast right now, and I feel like it kind of fits in with the theme of this podcast because I'm going to talk more about business topics since last time I covered business. You guys really loved it. I was so happy how many of you really enjoyed that episode. I had people telling me that they've paid for classes and courses and my podcast provided more value than their $200 class. So I'm happy to provide the value. So we're going to do part two and get to more questions. But some of what I'm going to be discussing today is more about kind of time management and I just want to be totally real with you and explain like I mean there are ways I run my business in my days when I'm trying to be productive and when I'm on the ball and then there are things that I just actually do because real life and so for me I mean it's 7 30 right now and I'm just recording a podcast because I kind of didn't do anything today so I'm working now and that's kind of part of one of the realities of being an entrepreneur is if you don't get a lot done earlier in the day, then usually at night you end up working or sometimes I'll have days where I'm just literally working from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep, which is more of the time, unfortunately. And then there are days when I don't have time to do any work, which is rare, but that's why on days when I can work or anytime I'm not doing anything, I just work to fit it all in. So interesting schedule in this line of work that I do. We will get more into all that in a moment, but before I hop into answering questions and talking about business related things, I want to tell you guys because I'm very excited that I found a new use for my clear stem serum. So I know you guys already know that I'm obsessed with clear stem skincare. This product is a total game changer. It is specially formulated to prevent and heal acne, get rid of acne scars, and prevent and reverse the signs of aging. 
So I kind of don't know anybody who wouldn't benefit from using it. And it's awesome because it's really easy to integrate in with the rest of your skincare routine. It's a really light serum and you really don't need much to cover your whole face. You just put a few drops on your fingers, rub it in on top of clean exfoliated skin, let it soak in. It dries really quickly and then you can put on other skincare if you want. You can put your makeup on top. It just really soaks in very easily and it doesn't leave any type of residue, but it's really hydrating without leaving your skin oily. I have oily skin, so I'm really picky about products and I don't want to use something that's going to make my skin look oily or greasy, but I still want it hydrated because when your skin is dehydrated, it can actually cause it to produce more oil. So don't want that. And I just love how soft it makes my skin. It really helps with leftover red marks or scars or if I happen to break out, if I eat something that makes me break out like sugar or too much chocolate, it's a struggle. <laughs> then the Clearstem helps to calm down the inflammation, calm down the breakout. It heals much, much more quickly, gets rid of the redness, soothes the skin. It's incredible. And I talk about this product a lot in the context of acne, acne scarring, and then anti-aging, but think about these properties in general. It helps to calm skin down. It helps to reduce inflammation. It helps to stimulate collagen. It has antibacterial properties. It brains your skin. It will even out discoloration. All of those benefits can help you out in other ways as well, which leads me to a few other ways you can use clear stem. First of all, great for sunburns or burns in general. So if you burn a part of your skin, like I have burned my wrist on my curling iron before. Put the clear stem on it. Um, just keep applying it and it helps it heal so much faster. Same with any cuts or scrapes. You can put it on. It can help to reverse scarring. I've talked about how I've used the clear stem um, on. I had a big scar on my knee and it helped really get rid of that. And I have had clients who I recommend it to. I've used it on different parts of their bodies with scarring and it really helps to get rid of the redness and discoloration and just even that out. Something else though that I recently discovered, okay, a few things. First of all, it helps with razor burn. So if you get razor burn, then you can apply this and it's really soothing to the skin. Again, you don't need much, but it really helps to calm down the inflammation. It has ingredients like aloe vera, reishi, green tea leaf extract, turmeric, vitamin B5. So really, really nice and soothing and healing and then the other thing that I, it actually helped me with was you guys know I like to try out as many non-toxic deodorants as possible and the struggle many of us have is a lot of non-toxic deodorants will give you a rash usually when they have baking soda in them and recently when I was traveling I tried out a new deodorant to see how it went and I got a huge rash under my armpits typical so I won't be using that deodorant anymore, but you know, you live and you learn. And the clear stem, I put the clear stem on the rash and it went away so quickly, like in a day, I just applied it. So just any type of skin inflammation, redness, irritation, try out the clear stem. I really think everybody needs this in their arsenal. It's great for both women and men. If you struggle with acne or scarring or dry skin or just imbalanced skin, if you're kind of combo oily, if you are getting older and want to prevent or reverse the signs of aging, if you're getting dark spots or discoloration, this product will help with all of that. 
So if you're interested in trying it out, go to clearstemskincare.com and you can use my discount code wellness. That's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. That will get you $15 off of the clear stem. This product is totally genius and non-toxic, all non-pore clogging ingredients, of course. And I think it's just so effective because they've combined Eastern and Western medicine for this one and it shows. So again, go to clearstemskincare.com and use my discount code wellness and that will get you $15 off. I'm actually going to have Kaylee back on the podcast again soon because I want to chat with her more about her experience building the business and she can probably speak also on some of what I'm going to talk to today because I love hearing from different business people and how they organize their days and stay motivated and all of that and a little bit of that is what we're going to cover here so I'm going to get to that in a second but really quickly I just wanted to give you an update because I've gotten a lot of questions about it I am going to be running another round of my paleo women lifestyle program this month starting at the end of the month so enrollment is going to open up on February 18th that's a Monday and the actual program the five-week program will start on February 25th I say it's a five-week program. It's just because there are five modules that I sort of help you work through, but it really, you can take as long as you want to work through the materials. A lot of the ladies take a bit longer because there is a lot of content to work through. You get video lectures, audio lectures from me, PDFs, and then you get access to our private Facebook group with all of the other women in the program, which I really think is one of the most important pieces of this because you get that accountability and you have a community. We have a very, very strong community. And when I ask the ladies what their favorite part about the program is, they always say it is our community. And then we get live video coaching calls, which are my favorite part of the program because I get to interact with everybody. You can ask me questions and it's just a great place to get all of your health questions answered and meet like-minded people vent about things you need to vent about, share articles, all that jazz. I'm talking about everything you need to know about women's health in that program. So we cover everything related to nutrition and health, fitness, mindset, body image, digestion, balancing hormones. You can check out all of the topics on the page. It's at bit.ly slash paleowomenlifestyle or you can just go to my website, christinaricewellness.com and look under my courses link. But I love this group because we kind of just will cover any topics that the ladies in the group want to talk about. So that's where the beauty of the live calls comes in because we can talk about any specific issue that everyone wants to discuss, answer all of your questions. There's honestly nothing quite like it out there and you're getting a ton of value for your money. This is definitely the most cost-effective way to work with me and to get access to this information in general. I literally give you everything you can need to know in this program and if you have been really trying to decide if you should work with any practitioner in general, I just recommend everybody take advantage of this course, either the self-study version or the group program because there's a lot of things um, that you can heal yourself from with this information. I'm also going to start offering discounted s- sessions. So if you are in this 
you have to have gone through this program and then you can have access to discounted one-on-one sessions for me if you if you feel like you need one-on-one support so if you're looking for a cheaper way to get a one-on-one with me i would go through this program first which i mean this program is basically everything i cover with working with clients for months on end so i definitely recommend you check out the testimonials on the page to learn more about it i'm so excited like i said it's it's quote five weeks but it's forever once you're in the group you're in there forever and you have access to all the materials you have access to all of our old live video calls and all new live calls i have a limited number of spots available especially as the group gets bigger i need to make sure that it's exclusive and i can get to know everyone in there so limited number of spots and enrollment's going to open on february 18th until those spots run out which Last time, I ran out of spots the first day, um, within the first half of the day. So if you want to make sure you get in on this round, um, I think I'm only going to run this program two or three times in 2019, then sign up the first day. I'm also doing $200 off that first day. If there are any spots left the second day, then it will go up to the normal price, which is $200 more. So mark your calendars down and let me know if you have any questions about the program. Again, if you wanna find out more about the Paleo Women Lifestyle program, just go to bit.ly slash Paleo Women Lifestyle. I'm so excited to get to know some more ladies and bring you into our family. If you are a woman who's interested in health and wellness, I recommend joining this group. There are people in that group who are just getting started on their health journey and people who are hardcore nutrition nerds. You will learn a lot no matter who you are and you will also just get this irreplaceable family. Um, And again, you can also just go to my website and you'll find the information linked out there. So that is my main update. So mark your calendars because enrollment is opening in just a few weeks. Okay, so now that I've covered that, let's get into today's topic. I wanna finish up will not finish up continue this conversation about business questions that you guys sent in and last episode we talked a bit about getting clients determining prices marketing yourself and today is going to be kind of some of the more scheduling aspect side of things and random questions you guys sent in so the first thing that i wanted to touch on for a moment is about naming your business because I just get asked this question all the time and I'll have people ask me, oh, should I name my my business X, Y, or Z? And here's my opinion. There are so many, and I'm going to talk about, this is mostly for people who are in the nutrition or health coaching, whatever that whole space. And I know people will see what everyone else is doing on Instagram and see their their business name and then they feel like okay now I'm gonna have my business I need to come up with a cute clever creative name and and here's the thing it's a changing space and nowadays there are a million people out there being a nutritionist health coach that's fine your the name of your business isn't gonna make or break if your business succeeds in my opinion what you want to make sure is that people will know that you are associated with your business name. So I am of the opinion personally that if you have one of the like cute, clever names like that doesn't contain your personal name in it as your business name, 
I'm trying to think. Let's call it like ladybug nutrition. I don't know if anyone listening to this has ladybug nutrition, but like, let's just say that's your thing. If you have a name that really like calls to you and you're like, I'm obsessed with that. I love it. Just take it, own it. And if that's what you want to do, go for that. Um, and just brand it and stick with it, but make sure it's something that you can be 55 years old and still want in your life. If you're on the fence about your business name or you just don't feel totally good about it, I just really recommend putting your name as your business name. Like I changed my business to Christina Rice Wellness and that was the best decision I ever made because I don't want to be known as some other random words. I want people to know my name. And that's why for most people, you know, they're trying to brainstorm all these cute little words. And I'm like, why don't you just make it your name nutrition or your name wellness or your name fitness or your name something? Just putting your name in it, I think is a really great idea because you are your brand. You want people to know you as you, not as some other word. And we see this a lot on Instagram with like food bloggers. And it's like, How many people don't even know the person's real name? They know their handle. And it might not seem like it makes a big difference. And for if someone's just a food blogger, maybe it it doesn't. But when you're looking for clients and you are trying to build a more professional relationship, you don't want people to know you by your handle. You want them to know your name. Also, when you're dealing with other businesses and other companies, You just want them to know your name and it just makes everything easier when it's connected to your name. When people are trying to find you, they can just look up your name and it just makes life a whole lot easier. So I just don't want people to get so worked up over and caught up in like, what should I name my business? Like when in doubt, go with your name. Christina Rice Wellness, Christina Rice Nutrition. I don't know, you know, just Christina Rice something. I almost feel like it's better the the less quote original you try and make it versus just focusing on your name because here's the other thing I'm seeing. It's like everybody uses the same phrase on Instagram and there's like be well with Sarah, be well with Hannah, be well with Taryn, I don't know. And then there's balanced Jane and balanced Susie and balanced and it's like everyone's either like be well with or get well with or balance something or (laughs) like it's just the same thing over and over again and if you're not you want to lead with your name like your name should be at the beginning of the full business name for a few reasons first of all because whatever the first few words are that's what people are going to remember you by also when people are searching for you that's going to be the first thing that pops up you don't want to be lost in a sea of get well with so-and-so or be well with so-and-so or something something with so-and-so like you want the first words they're searching for to be your name. That's what people remember. That's what's important. That's what people are looking for. And I just feel like it's more professional when you're introducing yourself to people. You just, you want the focus to be on whatever comes first. You know, it's classic memory rules. We always remember what comes first and what comes very last in a list. But when it's short, we're just going to remember what comes first. And you don't want people to think, oh, who was that girl? It was, it was, you know, something, something. And then what was her name? You want her, you want them to remember, oh, it was Christina Rice something. So I'm going to search Christina Rice something and it'll pop up. The other thing is that people connect with a name, a specific name, like your name, 
so much better than they connect with some random thing like Ladybug Nutrition. Like, okay, if your name's Ladybug Nutrition, not hating at all, but I'm just I'm just trying to give advice to people who I know are stressing out and like, okay, there are so many accounts right now on the internet who have a name like Ladybug Nutrition and you feel like you don't really know the person fully. Like you can see what they're eating um, and you know their name is Ladybug Nutrition, but like what's their real name? Like who are they? Versus if I'm showing up and I'm like, hello, I'm here. I am Christina Rice. I am Christina. Hear me roar. Like, you know, it's me. You can't get it twisted. I'm getting worked out, but I'm just trying to um, prove a point. And I, I felt this personally when I sh- when I um, rebranded and changed my name, I felt like I could connect with people so much more. It's like, you're not hiding behind whatever the cutesy name is anymore. Like, you are you. I am Christina Rice. I am establishing myself as a business person, as a name in this industry. And I don't want to just be addicted to lovely. I want to be Christina Rice. I want to be me. And I've had a few friends who have shared with me, like they started the nutrition business and they changed their handles to something that didn't include their name anymore. And they, they lost followers, lost engagement. People didn't feel as connected because people feel connected to a person, which relates back to what I was discussing a lot in my last episode where like people aren't coming to you necessarily because you're... You're trust me. You're not the only freaking person who has the information, <laughs> um, or who can do it. But there is only one you, and so people want to connect with you, and they want to see. They don't just want to see a nutritionist. They want to see you. They want to see me. They want to see Christina specifically. Um, so you really want to connect yourself with your name, and I mean, be proud of that name. Be proud of it. Again, it's totally up to you and there's absolutely nothing wrong with not including your name. If I think that you really need to follow your gut. Like if there if there's a like a cute business name that comes to mind and you feel really connected with and you love it and you're like, I will love this until the day I freaking die, then go for it. You need to follow your intuition. But if you're somebody who's like, I can't brainstorm, I can't think of a name, like I'm so stressed out, I don't know if I like this or that. When in doubt, go with your name because you will not regret your name. You're not gonna change your name, unless you get married, in which case your business name will stay the same. It's fine. Don't worry. We'll breeze over it. Okay. So that's what I have to say about names. Let's talk about some other questions. So someone said, how do you like to schedule your days since you work from home? Have you heard of the Ayurvedic timing thing? It's like four hour intervals where you're naturally productive in different aspects of your life. Interested to hear your thoughts on this. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'll talk about how I schedule my days in a second. Here, let me explain the Ayurvedic timing thing. I don't personally like follow this um, and I'm certainly no expert on it. But basically, the idea is that there are different rhythms throughout the day during which we are more or less productive in different aspects of our life. And the idea is that so from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., uh, this is a good time to maybe do some light exercise. Um, your digestion is just getting started. You don't want any too heavy breakfast, according to Ayurveda. Um, but really, in terms of work, the idea is that from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, this is when you're you're really ready to do some intense mental tasks any hard work is best done from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I think a lot of people 
experience that. People talk about the the afternoon crash they hear. So that's why they talk about focusing work from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then we see from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, this is a better time to do more like centering activities, anything creative, anything grounding. And then obviously wind down from 6 to 10 p.m. You eat um, some dinner, get ready for sleep, all that jazz. So basically the, the general idea is that from 10 to 2 is when your hard academic work gets done, you're more creative in the late afternoon, um, that's that. So I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I do think that different people have, I think that what you need to do, part of this is working with your own body. And part of this is working with just your schedule. My personal schedule, I have tried a lot of different things over time. And I am still always trying to figure it out. But I can tell you, what's helping me be more most productive um and again it kind of goes back to like what do I do when I want to be really productive versus like what do I do when I'm just trying to really crank shit out (laughs) um because it's slightly different sometimes but generally so there are a few things that I found that really really help and the first is batching tasks so having set days for set tasks and I sometimes I'm bad about this if things are crazy I can't batch and I just kind of fit in whatever I can in a day but in my general life I try and stick so stick to certain days being certain things so for instance um I try and keep Monday and Friday for writing days like more creative days um I usually start off the beginning of the week and work on my weekly blog posts my membership posts and then Friday is when I write my newsletter typically. So I kind of prioritize in terms of that. And then I also am using those days to work on any outside work I have to get done. So if I'm working on an ebook, which I'm usually always working on an outside project, those are also those days. But that's kind of just like when I'm doing my writing or anything with my program or kind of things like that. And then Tuesdays, are usually when I see clients, um, do all my clients, I do Reiki or any calls then. And then Wednesday is kind of a flex day and just whatever I need to fit in. So if I have a few calls I need to do, or I usually need another day in there for more writing, whatever. And then Thursday is when I try and do all my podcast stuff as much of it as I can. So, I mean, today's Thursday. <laughs> um, and this is when I rec- I try and I try and record podcasts and schedule them to be recorded on Thursdays, and then I will edit podcasts that day, do show notes, record intros. I try and do all my podcasty things on Thursdays, and then again Fridays is kind of I mean whatever's left over. I always have more writing to do. I have to do my newsletter, wrapping up um, anything, and then so that's kind of like generally how I how I plan days out and like now that I'm seeing uh Reiki clients in person Fridays and Saturdays I'll be doing that and then Sundays is just kind of like whatever's fun whatever's left over if I feel like I need to get ready for the week ahead plan anything out for the week ahead I kind of try and brainstorm the week ahead what I want to do I am I would say 
less organized than a lot of other people who do what I do in terms of, well, with my podcast, I am very good about planning my content out very far ahead of time. I usually have at least two months worth of content ready to go with my podcast at this point. But when it comes to other content like blog posts, membership posts, things like that, I really go week to week. And I know a lot of people that doesn't work for them. It works for me because I don't do sponsored blog posts. If you're working with a company, then you would need to be much further ahead of the game, which is why I have to plan out my content because I work with sponsors on my podcast. So for for my podcast, I'm more um, organized with it. But this was something for me personally that I learned early on. And I used to think, because a lot of people who do this as a business, you know, they have their content planned out months in advance and they know exactly what recipes they're doing, what posts are going up. I am the type of person where, because so much of my job is very creative, like if I'm not in the mood to write about a certain topic or if I'm not in the mood to post a certain recipe, like it's gonna be crap. So I learned, I used to try and plan everything ahead of time and it stressed me out. My content was not what I wanted it to be. And I, and then I learned that I'm just the type of person where it works better for me just to go in like into the moment. So I literally like I literally am like, okay, I need to write a blog post today. What do I feel like writing? And that's what I'll write. And whenever I try and force a topic, um, then it just doesn't come out very well. And I do that with basically any content I'm sharing with you guys. Like I know a lot of people plan out their Instagram feeds. I don't, I don't plan. I literally decide what I'm doing when I'm doing it because I need to do whatever I'm in the mood for. So sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'll say, okay, like today. So it's Thursday. Maybe in my head, like right now I'm planning on writing a certain post for next week, but if comes Monday and I'm going to write, maybe I'll change my mind and then I'll just go with whatever I changed my mind to. So sometimes I'll loosely have an idea, but if I change my mind at the last second, like if I start to write and I'm like, eh, not really digging this, I just switch gears immediately because I've learned if I try and force it, it just doesn't work for me. And that's actually something that I learned from Jordan when I worked for Jordan because she really opened my eyes a lot to the business and the way I thought things had to be done and the way I thought I had to organize myself because that's what everybody else was doing everybody else was planning everything out so far in advance and very organized about it and like running it more businessy and she basically taught me like that it's okay to just be in the moment because she's very much like that like she never planned things out far ahead a time she just went with what she was feeling and I think especially It just depends what type of person you are. So there are plenty of people who just run really well being really organized, planning out ahead that keeps them clear and focused. I'm the type of person where when I feel like I'm forced to do something, I get stressed out, my work isn't good. So it's you need to listen to your intuition and do what works for you in that context. Something else about scheduling. um, So, okay, so that's kind of like how my week generally looks. But then... I have to be really flexible because so for example, I try and do all of my podcast recordings on Thursdays, but I have so many guests that maybe they can't do a Thursday. So in that instance, I'll do another day. Um, you know, I'll, I'll pick other days. So that's like, I mean, for example, next week I have two podcasts, um, either I'm recording for someone else's or they're recording for mine. I have two podcasts. I think 
every single day next week except Thursday, ironically. So my week's going to be all jumbled up. And that's definitely not ideal, but you kind of have to just roll with the punches. And that also relates back to like setting with, with times during the day that you're doing certain things, which we'll get to in a second. But you have to be flexible in that aspect. But I do know that there's this balance between... Um, being flexible enough to like roll with the punches because if I'm not flexible at all then I'm going to miss out on a lot of opportunities because you have to be flexible a little bit to work with people's schedules especially with a podcast if you want to get people on um with it with clients you know it kind of depends where you're at I'm at the point where I'm seeing clients isn't my main um focus right now and I'm not I'm only seeing a very small number of people and um the people who I'm working with like really want to work with me and so if Tuesdays don't work for them then like they probably won't just won't work with me and I'm not going to budge if you're newer to this business and just trying to get clients you need to make yourself more available obviously and most people probably won't only do one day of clients but most people who I talk to will pick like two or three days a week that they're seeing clients um, so I know for most people, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Thursday, or something like that. Um, and those are the days, and people got to make it work. I mean, here's the deal. It's like seeing a doctor, you know? I mean, if you got to see the doctor, you got to go see the doctor. If you have any other appointment, um, you know, that you just have to work with their hours. If somebody really wants your service, they're going to work with your hours. That's just kind of the way it rolls. But I definitely do make certain exceptions. Like people I've been working with for a long time will fit, like I'll fit them in when I need to. But generally that's the way it's going to go. I don't usually budge on like client days, but I'll budge for podcast interviews. If I really want someone on, obviously I'm going to change my schedule or phone calls. I try and do phone calls like on days when I just don't feel like I have anything pressing I try and keep them later in the week um because I want to get my my deep work done first before I'm like filling my brain with whatever anyone else needs and I always schedule calls um for I try to schedule calls for when I can like walk around outside so I'm not just sitting here wasting time taking a phone call it's a time when I would just already be kind of taking a break um and then I don't know. I like to do calls more on Wednesdays and Fridays usually. That's kind of how I loosely set up my week. But the thing is, batching tasks helps so much with productivity. You, would, you wouldn't even be able to, like, I mean, I, I know this, and that's why I get annoyed when I have to not batch tasks. So if I have one full day of writing and then one full day of podcasting, I'm just so much faster because I'm in the flow. I'm in the state. And I used to do, I tried for so long to do like, okay, I'm going to write for four hours in the morning and then I'll podcast. I'll do one podcast in the afternoon and then I will work on this later in the evening. Like I would like separate my day out into little chunks. And I mean, I was just so much less productive because my brain wasn't fully focused in one aspect and And now I've realized how much more productive I can be when it's just all in one day and I'm in the flow, like I'm in the flow. And this is also something I really recommend um, if you're in this type of work, if you're an entrepreneur, that's, that's helped me is I plan out by tasks. Like I don't, it's not like school for studying how I used to, um, 
you know, people will be like, okay, I'm going to block off an hour to study this. Uh, that doesn't really work for what I do. I am like, okay, today I need to finish this post. So this blog post is number one, right? Or this, whatever my task is, um, that's number one. Or like, I need to do my bookkeeping for this. This is the task. So I plan by the task and then however long that takes, that's what I'm focused on. And I'm doing that until it's done. If you are trying to chunk out times to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I just find that your brain is kind of all over the place and it's just much harder for me to get things done. I also, this is something I'm personally horrible at, um, but when I when I do do this, I'm just really proud of myself, is overestimating how long things will take. So it's always better to give yourself more wiggle room than less because I mean, I am definitely the type of person who will try and be very overly ambitious and (laughs) try and do too many tasks in a day. It's better to overestimate. So however long you think it's going to take you, maybe add an extra hour because if you have extra time, then you can just start on your next task and you will feel much more productive. So much of feeling good about your business is all mind tricks so this is why I love um physically writing out a to-do list I write out my to-do list every every like late afternoon basically for the next day or like in the evening so I know exactly what I'm doing the next morning um because you want to get up and just know what you're doing if I don't have my to-do list when I wake up already written out then I'm just like wandering aimlessly and make up random things to do. That's not helpful. So have the to-do list and have one main task for the day. Just have one. And then maybe you can make a list of things that you would like to get to. But this was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I'm still in the process of it. But I'm so much happier with my life when I just focus on one main task. And then when I finish it, I feel really accomplished and I mean I'm saying that generally but so say I have like one big task so say it's like I want to write this post it's Monday and I'm gonna write xyz post I will break that up into smaller pieces so I'll be like write the draft edit the pictures um make the graphic post to Facebook post to Instagram post to Pinterest like I break it up into different things and then I cross each one off um and this is a mental game that's really helpful to play. So i a really big believer in writing a physical to-do list down, crossing things off. This does things to your brain. It freaking gives you a, a hit of dopamine, I swear. Um, and it makes you feel accomplished. Your brain cannot tell the difference between accomplishing a, like a menial task and a big one. So make yourself feel better about yourself and Add simple tasks on there that you can cross off because if your brain feels like, wow, I'm crossing so many things off and you're crossing off like eat breakfast, like write title, write a paragraph, like then you feel like you accomplished so many things and it's just a little mind game that honestly helps. So have one big main task and then break it down into smaller bits during the day and um, 
and plan according to tasks. So, and then like, because if you don't get to everything that day, then you need to continue that tomorrow rather than, oh, tomorrow I have to actually do, for instance, for me, it's like, oh, tomorrow I have to do a podcast. So I'm just not going to finish that other one. No, no, no. I'm already in the flow. I need to finish whatever I did today tomorrow and work that way and like I said overestimate so for me it's like I'll sit down and think okay it's gonna take me an hour to podcast I need to put in three hours I'm just gonna write that down because I'd rather have way extra time plus um things always take me longer than I think they're gonna take so we're better off that way set yourself up for success let's also talk daily routine um you know people everyone's gonna be different here um I have found that I need the morning and I really need my morning like for me to collect myself to collect my thoughts the world is just already exploding in the morning and so for me I need that morning to myself and then once I have the morning I like to have like a calm relaxed morning if I'm in a rush in the morning the rest of my day sucks then uh things don't go well so I like to have my morning and then hop into working and then I like to just work straight be in a flow state work 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 and then in the evening I eat my dinner and then wind down I do some self-care things I meditate in the evening that's actually why today I feel so weird because I did like meditation in the middle of the day and then it made me feel sleepy all day so I'm just all off but I like to meditate in the evening. In the morning, um, I will journal, do some writing, maybe read something. But I will, if I'm extra, like, I'll do some type of movement in the morning. So whether that's a walk or I'm working out or whatever, I like to move in the morning. I um, look over my to-do list. I just kind of chill for a bit before I'm ready to tackle the day. And then I try and take, like, walking break so I like to take a a break kind of towards the end of my workday after my hardest task like after like the, the bulk of the workday feels over in the evening to sort of break up the day and then if I have little things I will work on them in the evening after quote work is over which work is never over for me um but uh, you know I'll work on those so a lot of times it's like okay I got through all the the hard stuff I'm gonna go on a walk and then I'm gonna like make dinner and then I'll work on like mind more mindless type things later on. Um, this is what I try to do. I'm just saying how I am if I'm being productive. And then earlier in the day, I will try and go on a walk like before I start my work day or right before I go to lunch. I kind of squeeze it in like with my lunch. Or if I have to have a call, I'll do it at that time. So I'm getting some movement in during the day. Um, but I kind of like to just like once I'm working, I work best just working straight. And that's different than a lot of people. You probably hear the advice to like get up every hour or there's the Pomodoro technique. So it's like you're working for a certain time and then you're taking a break. And then some people really thrive off of that. Um, I'm the type of person where my brain just can't flip that quickly. Like it it just can't. So I work better like um, just working eight hours straight and then like having however many hours doing nothing than I do working for an hour taking a break working and I've tried both ways but that's just how I am most productive is when I'm just in my flow and I don't get out 
But if that doesn't work for you, if you're the type of person who you start working and then you're like looking at the clock and screwing around and you just need a break, then I would suggest trying something like working for 45 minutes, taking 15 minute break, then working for 45 minutes, taking, you know, something like that um, might, that might work better for you. It just doesn't happen to work for me. And again, you know, you hear so much advice about productivity and you just really need to figure out what works for you specifically and roll with it because, I mean, there can be studies, science, trends in any direction. That doesn't mean it's always going to apply to you. Uh, so, I mean, just like nutrition, let's talk about bioindividuality with productivity. Yeah? So something that has taken me a long time to deal with, and it's honestly just recently that I've gotten much better about this, is emails emails suck if you if you want to do anything to improve your life don't check emails in the morning and I used to screw myself up every day because I would check my emails first thing just to try and get a few out of the way um before they all piled up especially being on the west coast it can be really hard when you're on the west coast because by the time so say I like look at my computer at 8 a.m everybody else is already 11 a.m. and you've already gotten so many messages so you're at a disadvantage if you are on the west coast in my opinion um people are and then as soon as you answer them they respond right back and I used to get into this trap where I would try and you know check some of my emails just to get ahead earlier on in the day so I felt like a clear head but what happens is you are immediately um by doing that, turning your to-do list into everybody else's to-do list because you're going to open your email and see 500 people you have to respond to. People are going to ask things of you and then this will quickly turn into you spending two, three, four hours answering emails. People are going to keep emailing you back. It's a disaster. So I started a rule now where I don't check my email until 3.30 or 4 p.m. or until my main task of the day is done, which is another thing I have started doing is I first thing I do needs to be whatever my my big hardest task of the day is whereas I used to try and like warm myself up with the easy mindless things and then I would push 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 the main thing off until later in the in the day which turned into the evening and then I'm working into the evening and it was so unproductive and now it's like okay what's my main task let's say it's a post um that's needs to be the first thing I tackle and I'm going to tackle it and I'm not doing emails or anything else until I finish this and sometimes that means I don't get to emails during the day well too bad people can wait so that has been a huge game changer for me something that has helped me so much is I do not check emails until it is 3 30 or 4 and or until my main task is done or sometimes I don't check emails um and I also put a time limit on it so I will only allow myself one maybe two hours of emails. I get more emails than most people. Um, like if my inbox is at zero, I know the next morning I'll have like 150 emails, which is really weird. I don't really know why. Um, so I do that and I, I time block it now. And if I don't get to it, I don't get to it. Whereas I used to be so obsessed with getting to every email and so worried about it and like people can wait um it's so funny I have like such an east coast mindset I feel like where people there are just on the ball west coast people who work on the west coast like are so laid back and like you'll email them and they'll respond to you two weeks later like it's no big deal and you're like where have you been versus people who are on the east coast it's like email them and they respond within two minutes and you're like holy shit you are you are doing things over there um 
and I am always the type of person who like I want to respond I want to be as prompt as I can but I had to let go of that in order to be productive and it's just not it's just not something I can do if I'm running a whole business by myself and especially for people who you know if you're working with clients um or like trying to produce content you don't want to get wrapped up in doing emails because emails aren't like your work you need to prioritize like what your main task is gonna is gonna be because if all you do all day long is answer emails you're not gonna feel very productive um that can be a good thing to to handle like in between clients if you're booking back-to-back clients which again I've with clients you know some people work better like um some people like saying okay I'm gonna see clients from 12 to 5 every day and others are like I'm gonna see clients three days a week from 8 a.m to 6 p.m um you need to figure out what works best for you personally I find that just having like a full day full of clients I'm more productive because if I'm trying to switch between like oh in the morning I'm going to write or do something creative and in the afternoon I'm going to see clients it's just hard for me to switch but I know a lot of people who that really works for them I know a lot of people who um they do like being creative in the morning or they see clients in the morning and then they have a break in the middle of the day and then in the afternoon they do something creative or something like that that can work so it's just about finding what works for you but um you know if you have clients back to back in between when you have like 10 15 minutes that should be when you're doing something mindless like bust out a few emails or um go on a walk something more productive i do think that it's really important people move during the day um i my work sucks and my brain does not function if i am just not moving at all i have to work standing up like anyone who knows me knows i I mean i just can't focus if i'm sitting i feel like i'm gonna fall asleep so i work standing up and then i try and take some like breaks and move for a second and just helps keep my brain going I also find that I just can't be focused if I feel like everybody else is trying to get to me so this is where a lot of the boundaries come in so this is why the emails is huge like I just cannot let people in until I've figured myself out and this is also where it's really important to draw boundaries with your phone and I don't really personally have this issue with social media but I know a lot of people do and I only check honestly I like really don't even check social media anymore at this point um (laughs) I I'm just too busy but it was hard for me for a while I think that you kind of slowly grow out of this but if I'm checking social media it's only at like I have two times a day when I'm checking for like 15 minutes and it's like while I'm out on a walk like anything mindless where I I don't need to be focused or present like that can be when I'm checking social media which is why when people dm me serious questions I'm like honestly I'm checking this when I'm like out on a whim like if you want something real for me you need to send me an email when I'm at my computer um so drawing those types of boundaries and putting a time limit if you are sitting wasting time on social media during your work day then you need you're being unproductive and you need to like this is part of being an entrepreneur you have to be strict with yourself and like be your own boss there's nobody holding your hand there's nobody you know slapping your wrist when you're looking at things when when you shouldn't be I don't really have an issue with it um something that helped me actually transition off of it was I used to answer texts on my computer I took messages off my computer which was huge for me with with productivity also putting your phone away um put it on airplane mode i'm a huge proponent of put your airplane your phone on airplane mode before like in the evening 
and then do not turn it back on airplane mode until you are like ready to accept the world so maybe that's not for a few hours later in the morning maybe you know just that's really important because as soon as you answer everybody in the morning that's the rest of your day so I also don't consume any social media earlier in the day like I don't I will post I have my posts already like I just post but I don't consume social media until like afternoon at the earliest um and I just feel so much more focused concentrated because as soon as you see what everyone else is doing and what they're creating that just blunts your own creativity in my opinion I also will put my phone on do not disturb or driving mode or airplane mode during the day when I need to focus so people can't even get to me because I know if I see I have a message I'm just a person, like, when I see a notification, I need to answer it. And that's also why I took notifications. I took notifications off, so I I recommend taking those off of your phone, like, on the home screen. But this is a really freaking good hack that Kaylee Clark taught me. Okay, so, you guys, you know, if you put your phone on driving, the, the driving thing, it automatically sends a text to anybody who texts you that says, like, I'm driving, I can't talk or something like that. Okay, you could edit that message and this is what I started to do. So I mean, maybe people think I'm a bitch, but sometimes I'll just turn this off and I've edited that message. So it literally says, I'm working right now. I will respond to your message at my allotted text messaging time. Just so people know, like I'm not ignoring you, but right now I am, um, I'm focused, you know, because I don't like when if I don't respond to somebody and then an hour later they're like why aren't you answering why aren't you answering me and that helps people draw boundaries like this is my work time and this is especially important to draw boundaries when you're an entrepreneur because people think that when you work for yourself or especially if you work from home that you do nothing all day and like you can just do whatever whenever and anyone who knows me knows I'm extremely scheduled and it's like you need to be in my book, schedule ahead of time. I don't do this. Hey, do you want to like grab coffee today? Like, no. Um, did you ask me two weeks ago? <laughs> I'm so bad. But anyways, if you go to your settings, I'm trying to find it. So if you go to your settings and then hit uh, control center and then customize controls, make sure that the do not disturb while driving one is included. So once that's turned on, then in your control center, kind of like when you swipe up on your home screen, there will be a little car. Um, and that tells you, like, when you click that, that'll send an automatic text telling people, like, I'm driving, I can't text. Okay, now you go back to your settings page and you go to do not disturb. And then you go to it should say you scroll down and it'll say like do not disturb while driving activate i have it on manually so anytime i click that button off of my control center it will be activated and then you scroll down and it says auto reply to all your contacts or whoever you want and then auto reply and you can literally edit that message and okay i'll read you mine it says I'm currently focusing on work slash being present with whoever I am with. I will answer your message during my scheduled time so that I can respond with my full attention. If this is work-related, please email me. Hope you're having an amazing day. So basically, if somebody texts me when I'm, like, 
working. I either have that on or just airplane mode. Um, kind of just depends how aggressive I want to be with people. If they, t if they text me from like 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and I'm working, trying to focus, they'll just get that automatic response from me and they'll know like, don't I'll, I'll text you when I can. Um, and I know that might seem aggressive, but like it really, so much of my work is done on my phone and people are contacting me on my phone through work that it's very easy for me to, and actually this is part of why I want to have Kaylee on the podcast because we talk about how we both um, deal with this. A lot, a lot of people don't really like get it, but it's easy for me to have like over a hundred text messages by the end of the day. Um, and that's pretty overwhelming to get to. And it's like, I don't need people just adding to that being like, Hey, what are you doing? Why aren't you answering me? Like I'm working. Um, and this is something that you're going to have to get used to if you're an entrepreneur, like standing firm because people try and take advantage of you and your time. And just, again, it goes back to like thinking like you can just not work whenever you want. You just run around and do nothing. If anything, I have to be more focused, more scheduled because I'm trying to do so many different jobs for myself, like creative work, admin work, um, services, like you have to do all the behind the scenes yourself and there's just not enough time in a day so you have to be focused and scheduled so generally i try and basically um once i'm starting my work so i usually will i'll have my morning to do whatever i'm doing writing reading um exercise movement whatever get dressed eat breakfast um whatever and then i'll start working usually anywhere between 9 and 10 I would say and then I'm just kind of working and then I usually try and wrap up around 7 um with like my main things and then depending on how much I got done and what needs to get done the next like what needs to get done by the next day um I will you know make dinner get ready for bed and then I'll maybe keep working I usually work more um and then I always have two like two to three hours before bed where I'm I have to stop working which is something that I've been more serious about recently but it took me a while to to get in that mode but I've now it's rare if I'm working until right before I go to bed I just like no like I have to have like two and a half hours for my own stuff um it's so it's rare but you know if it's like I need to get like when I'm working on my ebook like the week before it comes out I'm up all night you know um or if I have a big project but generally I need to turn off by like I try and turn off by like 8 30 everything and then I have like two hours to um do all of my my meditation and self-care stuff and just get wind down get ready for bed all that but kind of related to scheduling is and and standing firm on your boundaries is a lot of, I this is what I see everyone doing and <laughs> it's kind of funny um people become entrepreneurs and they fall into this we're getting coffee let's get lunch like everybody wants to get lunch to get coffee and suddenly their days turn into just like coffee dates lunch dates and they're like I don't have time for anything I don't know why I'm so busy and I'm like yeah, no shit, you're busy because you're getting lunch every day. Like, just because you work for yourself and you can, technically you could go get lunch with a friend every day or get coffee, like, doesn't mean you should if you want to be responsible and get your work done. I, for me personally, it's like, I treat myself as if I'm going into an office and as if, like, it's, 
I'm going into a business the same way anyone else does. Like anyone who has a traditional nine to five job, uh, their friends don't get upset if they can't randomly grab coffee or lunch in the middle of the day or if they don't respond to text messages or answer a phone call in the middle of the workday. No one questions it because they're they're in an office. But suddenly when you're an entrepreneur, you work from home or work for yourself, people just expect you to be available at all times. And you have to set those boundaries and let people know, sorry, not sorry, I'm not available just at any random second you need me to be. Um, you don't want to set that precedent because if you just respond to people the second they need you, then they get used to that and they become overly dependent. That's too much pressure on you, unfair to you remember you need to prioritize your to-do list and what you need to do in the day um and everybody needs to do that for themselves it's not your job to take care of everybody else's tasks and to-dos for them and we live in a society where because we feel like we have such instant access like if you need someone you can just text them you can just call them you can just email them and then people start to feel like they're entitled to your time and they feel like they do have access to you all the time and they expect it that's just not fair or realistic and if you think about texting for instance as like what if somebody had to verbally communicate whatever they're texting to you so like let's say you were at work in the middle of a really important presentation and your friend your friend might text you right then and be like hey can you send me x y or z but would they ever just if this was in person just walk up to you in the middle of the presentation say tap you and be like hey can you do x y and z like no, that's a rude interruption. Yeah, we interrupt each other all day long with texts and phone calls. And so it's really about drawing those boundaries. This is why I also recommend um, using things like Voxer for communication, like so that you don't have to go into your messages when things that get wrapped up in work or you can kind of draw those boundaries. Um, so if you have all your clients in some type of other platform then it's easier because it's definitely stressful if you're going to your text messages to answer your mom but meanwhile you have five clients who are asking you things of you um, so I really recommend kind of separating that out that all being said with the work times and the boundaries that's not always how it goes so I mean, it's a blessing and a curse that my job is flexible and I do work for myself. So when I'm trying to be productive and in my everyday schedule, I try and work during specific quote work hours. But if something does come up and say, you know, even though I talk about how it's probably not the best idea to go out for coffee every day or grab lunch every day because it's just going to really affect your productivity during the day that doesn't mean it never happens and so when something does come up where it is important if there's someone I really need to meet with or it's every once in a while or if there's an event during the day I do have the flexibility to do that so I adjust my schedule accordingly so that means that there are often times when maybe all day I'll be out or even if it's a personal thing so even let's say I have appointments all day like personal appointments dentist doctor I don't know maybe I have to run errands maybe they're just things I need to get done during the day or I need to meet up with someone or like I said go to an event I can do that but then what ends up happening is I come home and then I'll work at night so sometimes my schedule just gets flipped and I have to be I have to be flexible with it and also have that discipline to come home and work if all day I have just been out not really getting anything done. I think that's a really common misconception about people who work for themselves or you you know you see a lot of people 
on social media who are entrepreneurs or quote influencers or nutritionists or whoever they are, but you see them on social media and people think that they're just kind of running around all day, not really doing anything. And the truth is that most of the people who are out and about doing things during the day and they actually do have a thriving business, that means that they just have to get shit done at unconventional hours. And sometimes that does mean that your personal life takes a hit too. So the thing is, my schedule can get flipped around very easily. So if I'm social or I'm out all day, or even if like a friend's in town during the day, that means that that night at night, I'll start work at 8 p.m. and I'll work during the night. Or the opposite, you know, if I'm having a normal day, then you can be, you know, work during the day and be more social in the evening. But then there are days when I am social all day long uh, because things just come up and I come home and it's midnight and there's no time to work. I need to sleep. But then there are other days when I'm, I get up, I work and I'm literally working the whole entire night. And that also doesn't always go along with the weekdays slash the weekends. It's really interesting for me because I don't really feel, I usually don't really feel like I have a week, a weekend in a week, in weekdays. It just kind of all jumbles into one. I'm starting to more give myself some more structure and I, I'm trying to always do Sunday, take Sunday off mostly. But when you work for yourself, especially at the beginning, like if you don't have a team and there's a lot to get done and you're trying to do it all, you kind of, you know, you have to have that discipline to just be able to work all the time. But when you love what you do, like so much of my job is fun for me. So it doesn't really always feel like work and it's not a big deal for me to do a little bit of work every single day because I do enjoy it. So if I'm recording a podcast on a Sunday, that doesn't feel like I'm necessarily doing work, even though I am. So I don't know, it's just about adjusting adjusting your time and also just realize that the people who are out and about all day long, they have to work at some point. So that might mean that, you know, if they were social or busy during the week, um, in that context, maybe they're working all weekend long and maybe they're working at night when other people are out partying. Um, and, you know, sometimes it does take a hit on my social life. Like if I had to go to an event during the day and then I come home and then someone wants to hang out for dinner, I have to be like, you know, I can't. I didn't work all day today, so I have to work at night. And sometimes it just works out like that. But I don't really mind it because I love what I do. But I think in general, I just try and follow my boundaries. And then when there are days that come up like that where I have to adjust my schedule, then I just do. So that's kind of how I lay out my schedule and time in terms of like deep work, scheduling, when am I most productive. I'm really productive if I start my hardest task earlier in the day. I am actually most creative late at night. So if I have like a big project, sometimes I will just allow myself to be creative late at night. But in general, I am more creative like later in the afternoon-ish, but if it's a big project, I try and just bust it out earlier in the day because I'm most focused. I am most focused, I guess, now that I think about it from that 10 to 2 time period. Like, that's when I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Like, I need to focus on it. Um, and then kind of in the afternoon is better to maybe brainstorm things but not actually get the work done. And then saving emails or mindless things like that for later on in the 
afternoon or evening but i think it's really important to make sure that you're prioritizing what you need out of the day and not what everybody else needs drawing boundaries with the phone is going to be key um i think in no matter no matter what line of work you're in with the phone and emails draw boundaries if you are somebody who responds to messages and emails immediately people get used to that and they expect it from you so let people know they can wait if you need to put an autoresponder on an email do that like i know plenty of people who have an autoresponder that says like i get it every single time i email them it says i only check emails from 11 to 12 uh pst on mondays wednesdays and fridays like that's what it says (laughs) so then you just know okay well I won't hear from that person yet. You know, just to tell people, here are my boundaries. Something I also heard Chris Kresser do, which I really want to do, I haven't done yet, but I thought this was genius because Chris Kresser said that he sets it up so that when he goes on vacation, he has an autoresponder that says, I'm on vacation, I'm out of office right now, and I can't get to your email. If you need to contact me, contact me again after this date when I'm back because in the meantime all of my emails are going to the trash and that's what he does he sets it up so gmail automatically deletes every email that comes in and if somebody really needs to get a hold of you they will resend that email when you are back in office and the reason why he says he does it is because I think all of us know like when you go on vacation it can be so hard to actually leave your email because you're thinking oh my god I'm gonna have a million emails when I get back to get to and it's just overwhelming but if you can do something like that where you just set it up so automatically deletes them and then anyone who really needs to get a hold of you will email you back after the date that you you told them to in the autoresponder i think that is absolutely genius so i mean just another reason why we love chris kresser you know if you are still caught in this social media problem where you check social media all the time you guys social media is designed to be addictive we are designed to scroll this is something that actually i talked about with the ladies in my paleo women lifestyle program about is how you know when we went on our social media detox the scrolling behavior transferred to other things so it's like all of a sudden i'm why am i scrolling on like my weather app why am i scrolling on my emails like we're just scrolling it is designed to do this because they want us addicted they want us using our apps and this is a huge block to creativity i swear to god i think social media breaks in general and and having phone hours is really helpful with productivity because your brain knows I can't get social media right now, so I'm flipping that off. Like, it's there later. It's there after 6 p.m. And just don't even have it near you. Um, And you wouldn't realize, because it's not just about the time spent. It's not just about, oh, maybe I only text a few times during the day, but it's, it's next to you, and it's in the back of your head, and you can't focus fully on what's in front of you. Um, and it goes back to like your, your brain is switching tasks back and forth. Uh, so that's not productive. So get the social media away, only have set intervals to check it. And I recommend doing that, like not in the middle of your work day. It's not like, Oh, I'm just going to check this one DM. It doesn't matter. It has a bigger effect on you than you might realize. Um, and then I also, it's kind of how I batch it out. try and get my first, my hardest thing done. I also would say, you know, there's only so much deep work we can, creative work we can do in a day. And, you know, there are definitely like numbers and studies of this. I find that after about three hours of like really intense work, I'm tapped out. That's what I have for the day. Um, So kind of knowing yourself with that, maybe it's two hours, um, maybe not. And I know some people I've talked to, they talk about how like they need to get up and first thing that's when they're most creative or even late at night. 
or some people in the middle of the day or in the afternoon. Again, it's so individual. I think that I know, I know for me naturally, I am most creative either very, very first thing in the morning or very, very late at night when I feel like the rest of the world is quiet and no one can get to me. Um, that's when I feel most creative. I think that's because no one, my, my phone isn't near me. Like I have nothing else distracting me. Right. But that's also not always realistic for me in terms of like living a real life. So I find that I am, I can sort of simulate that by by doing my harder work right after breakfast first thing and not letting myself near phone or social media or any outside influences so I can just really keep my brain clear. Okay, so that's what I'm going to cover in this episode a little bit more about my boundaries and how I schedule my time. Hopefully that was interesting for you, insightful for you. Um, I think it can kind of be related to a lot of different careers and I still have plenty of more questions from you guys, so I will do another one of these later on and send in your questions so I can keep adding. I like this topic. This is more about productivity. Let me know if you want me to talk more about coaching or if you want me to talk more about um, the creative side. I know I had some questions about podcasting, which I'll get to, or like blogging. I really want to do something about things I wish I knew when I started blogging. So any of those, you can send in those questions. I have a new submission form on my website now. If you go to the podcast page on my website and scroll down, there's a submission form where you can submit questions or topics right there and then I'll see them. That way, that's a great place to submit. So just go to christinaricewellness.com slash wellness dash realness and you'll find it there or just go to christinaricewellness.com and press my click on my podcast and you will find the submit form there and you can also always post questions in the facebook group wellness realness podcast tribe and again don't forget that enrollment for the paleo women lifestyle program is going to open up february 18th it sold out the first day before so i recommend getting on that sign up that day or even email me ahead of time if you want to get on the wait list and secure a spot before enrollment opens on february 18th the program starts february 25th it is the place to be if you're a woman who cares about health and wellness and is looking for a community and wants to continue her education designed for any woman at any level in her health journey I promise you will learn a lot and you're going to meet some incredible ladies. So if you want to learn more about that program, go to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle or just head to my website and look under my online courses section. I'm so excited for this new round to start and enrollment's coming up soon. You can also check out testimonials from other women who have been in the program on that program page. So again, that's bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, I highly recommend signing up because I send out updates on there about when enrollment opens. Also, just in general, it's where I share my weekly favorites and just new things in the space and reminders about new posts I have up so you don't have to keep track of it all. So sign up for that. You can do that on my website as well if you're not already on my email list. All right, that's all I have to say for this episode. Make sure you're in our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Share the episode on social media if you enjoyed it if you got value out of it give me feedback on if these these types of episodes are helpful for you um and again let me know which other topics related to business you would like me to cover i'm happy to discuss them all and i can't wait to hear what you guys want me to chat about next so 
that's going to be it. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you again next time. Bye.